0: I'm 51, and I live in San Diego, California. I'm
1: 5'2". I'm Kelsey. I'm
0: 31, and I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm 6'4". Even though we have some gaps, we've been best friends through it all. Thanks for joining us on The Friend Gap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Friend Gap. Did you like that little rhyme? (laughs) Welcome back to The Friend Gap.
1: (laughs) I, I loved that. I loved every second of that. I think we need to go over <laughs> rhymes, what <laughs> makes something rhyme, but I liked it, it was good. It was, it was good. So uh, what's new? What's your update for this week? Oh my gosh, it's May, and I love May. <laughs>
0: There's a it lot going on. It might be the best month. month. It might be. It totally might be. Chase turns 16. In <gasps> fact, on the day that we drop this episode, May 9th, happy birthday, my Che-Che. Che. Happy birthday, Chase. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited. He's going to hang out with some friends, maybe do some little mini putt-putt. And then we're just going to probably have food and games here at the house. So his his birthday is going to be a special day. 16. I mean, you only turn 16 once. It's a big, do- big deal. Sweet it 16. It is a big deal. Sweet 16. And then couple weeks after that, Morgan and Nick and Colton are coming into town for a very, very special family event. Who else is that? coming? <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. I have no idea, Kels. Oh, who else is you coming? you <laughs> I'm coming, yes. and I'm so excited.
0: I know. I'm very excited. We have just other friends coming as well, and so it just is going to be this beautiful, beautiful week. So... My lists are starting to be made already. I'm like getting it down.
1: Yes. I, <laughs> I Yeah. I feel you. I just bought my tickets like two nights ago and I can't wait to be there with you. I'm... It's going to be a blast. So excited. Hmm. I'm what about you? What is... What's new in your world? So yeah, we're prepping for our first party that's tomorrow. It's a graduation party for some of our friends. Um, we opened the pool... And I'm trying to balance chemicals and do all of that. I found out I lose, what's 40 times 8? 320? <laughs> sure. I lose 320 pounds of salt every year. As it sits so I, during the winter time. Yeah, and just like when you're, as it rains, our cover lets rainwater go through, but you can like walk on it. So it's a safety cover. So mm-hmm. rainwater goes through and then we like pump it off as it gets too high. Got it. So that makes us lose water and then just like general use over the summer. But then I wow. go in and I, I get my water tested and they tell me how much salt I need to add for like the size of a pool I have. Mm-hmm. And I had to buy eight 40-pound bags, which... Oh, my gosh. That is so much salt. So That's a lot of salt. I just... Every year, it, it amazes me how much salt I have to put in. So, yeah, I'm just... I'm, I'm out here being a little chemist trying to <laughs> get the pool all... <laughs> balanced and I'm, I'm not very good at it, but it's beautiful and it's all cleaned up now. And Aww, yay. Oh, I'm just, I'm getting so excited and it's a really warm here and we're enjoying the deck again and I, it's just, nice. May is truly the best month.
0: Yeah. How's your bathroom?
1: You the, know what? The, the addition. <laughs> it's, we work uh, in progress. Well, we've just had to prioritize some other things. We went to sure. Ohio and we've just really been prioritizing family time. Um, and so, could it be further along? Yes, but we've chosen to prioritize other things. So we have the drywall up. We're just finishing like the mudding and taping, and and we need to do tile. And then things are going to move quick. Sure. But Mike got all of like the outside done, so it looks great mm-hmm. from the deck. And that was our goal is to get like the deck done because that's where the party is going to be. And we're gonna, you know, we're gonna host one more party with the old bathroom setup in the middle of the mm-hmm. house, and then and we'll finish it up. We're going to get a lot of work done on that on Saturday. So that'll be so much fun. We're still in a construction zone, but we're, we're functioning fine.
0: Nice. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So, uh, what's our question of the day?
1: Okay. So our question for today, it was actually submitted as a topic request. Um, so maybe down the line, we'll do a whole episode on it. I just don't know if I don't know if it, it needs a full episode. So we're going to use it as a question today because um, I think it's a very interesting topic. But what do you do when your friend and your husband or significant other, boyfriend, whatever, don't like each other? Ooh. Yikes. And I really – does it make you very
0: curious of who submitted that? <laughs> yes. And really – and then I start thinking, oh, my gosh, what friend of mine, her husband, What if, what if I have a – a husband of a friend of mine that doesn't like me.
1: Oh gosh, I know those intrusive thoughts about like, are these questions really about us? Right.
0: I mean, oh, yeah. I I feel I feel safe that Michael Yeck, you know, doesn't have ill feelings towards me. He so, loves I mean, you. I, <laughs> are you kidding? I'm okay about that. I feel okay about that. But yeah, that's a hard. That's a that's a hard one. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I you know.
1: I think that you, first you have to assess the friendship because your spouse should be your priority. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously every marriage is different. And and it's actually, every person's beliefs on this topic is different. But I'm a big believer that your spouse needs to be your priority. And if there's like concrete, real reasons, then yeah, you know, that can be hard. And you need to assess if this friendship is one that you want to continue, and one that you can continue. Um, I think just girls' nights, not making them spend time together because your husband's mm-hmm. entitled to his beliefs and his feelings. Um, I did have a situation one time um, where it wasn't even like a super close friend of Mike's, but there was somebody that he... Was was a friend too, and this person didn't have a lot of friends and kind of felt like an outsider. And and Mike was very, um, inclusive and kind, and it frustrated me. Like we would go to something that we knew he would be that, and I'd be like, Mike, please don't sit by them. Like I just can't handle. It. They had a very <laughs> abrasive personality. Mm-hmm. It was really really hard. And I ended up in a situation where I was waiting for Mike to get done. It was when we were at BYU. I was waiting for Mike to get done with something, and I ended up sitting outside with this person Mm -hmm. and it was just me and him one-on-one outside just like chilling Mm -hmm. and it was an incredible experience because I walked into that situation eyes rolled like so annoyed that I had to like spend any one-on-one time with this person right and I walked out with a lot of like love and respect and understanding for who this person was Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, I ended up being, and this probably doesn't surprise anybody, but I ended up being closer friends to him than Mike was. Um, And it was because every time I was with Mike and this person, and it was a very surface level. Mm -hmm. And so I, and I just like, didn't understand them. I didn't respect them. I just, I just got this very, superficial view of them and their personality that they show everybody else was very annoying. (laughs) Yeah. And then once I sat down with them and, and we talked about some things and they actually like opened up and talked about the way they think about things and the way they believe about things, it totally changed everything. Sure. Yeah. And so I think maybe if you can have that kind of an experience or maybe just change the environment that you spend time in. Mm-hmm. Some people are really annoying in certain situations. Maybe mm-hmm. at, you know, maybe at your kid's soccer game, they're su- a super annoying soccer parent, right? But then at a dinner, or like a a more casual family gathering, maybe they're like really easygoing. Maybe they just you you we we all know there's like these sports parents. I'm probably mm-hmm. gonna be one of them that they just they get really into it. They get really intense. Maybe it's just a situation like that, that whatever environment you're usually in with them is really abrasive. So maybe, maybe look at reframing the environment that you spend time in. What other ideas do you have?
0: Yeah, no, I was absolutely thinking just right along that same lines and some thoughts came into my mind of something that Dave would say. And it was exactly that of like, just being very thoughtful of that person and that situation where you sat with him and really just was in a different situation and really looked at it differently. And I think sometimes our perception about somebody can be off and it's not saying that if it's, I mean, the question was if both of you don't like each other yeah and you can put an effort and if it's not reciprocated and that other person just still doesn't, then that's on them. And if you're making the effort to, be kind and to show, you know, some understanding and try to get to know or try to, you know, have some grace or whatever it is, then you're doing your part. But I like the suggestion of changing the circumstance, changing the situation of what you're in. Is it in a group situation that the two of you are, you know, are you playing games? Are you both competitive and budding heads? Well, don't play games with the person then, right? Maybe just go to dinner with them or do something different to put yourself in a different situation to find out different things and different attributes of the person. And I just think just try to give it a different spin on where you're at with them.
1: Yeah. I love that. That made me think of me and Dave. Cause I think me and Dave sometimes can <laughs> butt heads in certain situations. Sure. But then the, four seconds later, because we have such a foundation of like love and respect for each other. Mm-hmm. Four seconds later, we're hugging each other and talking about like really, right. you know, you know, deep, important things and he's giving great advice and I'm at, you know, like, yeah, but because we have that foundation of respect and, mm-hmm. and I think if you can get that, then a lot, sure. a lot of other things might happen, but maybe it's just one that's like that they're just not going to be friends. But if yeah. your husband can respect that you value that friendship and allow you time, then that's great. But put your husband first and reframe the situations as best you can.
0: Yeah. And I mean it may be coming too from the husband. What if it's, you know, the husband, but respect respect the other person enough Mm -hmm. and give your spouse the top tier. There you go. The top tier. Yep. Give it to them.
1: I love that. That was a good question. Maybe we need people to write in some experiences on this topic and we can deep dive those because I think that would be really fun
0: yeah that's perfect
1: okay (gasps) do you want to intro our topic for the week
0: oh yeah we are going to talk about beliefs and how the gap helps each other so beliefs are kind of a it's a broad thing and as as Kelsey and I were talking about this topic um it kind of covers a lot of different things so we're going to Just try to hit a couple bases. But, um, you know, can you be friends if you have different beliefs? And, you know, we totally believe that it's possible to stay friends with someone even when you don't hold the same opinions and beliefs. In fact, respecting their right to have a different opinion is one of the ways you can prove you are a true friend to them. And I think that it's very normal and okay to have those differences. Yeah,
1: for sure. I think that's what you know, just society as a whole, it's our different experiences and beliefs that bring about, you know, greater understanding and perspective and change when change needs to be made. Um, you know, living the life that I live, there are so many people in this world that I don't understand the life that they've lived because of the life I've lived, right? Because, you know, we grow up and we understand what we understand based on all of the experiences that we have, and so different beliefs need to be um, respected, and mm-hmm. like you said, they can really help us grow and be better people because of that. So, I'm excited about this topic!
0: Yeah, I love That's it. A good one. Um, so we talked about a couple different areas of the beliefs. What are some of those that we listed out?
1: Yes, so my brain I always when we talk about beliefs, I always go straight to religion. That's kind mm-hmm. of where when you say that word, that's what I think of is religion. But there's so many other areas like parenting, and marriage, and friendship, and politics. It's it's so wide ranging, and it can be, you know, your belief in how you care for your lawn, right? Right? <laughs> Organic versus GMO like there's so many different areas that this touches on and um, I think overall today like our, our hope is that you walk away understanding that you know differing beliefs are good and that they we can look past the things that separate us mm-hmm. and see them as things that enhance our friendships.
0: Well don't you feel like in our world today? That is like a big thing right now. There are so many differences and so many, everybody just has different beliefs about things. And I feel like our world right now is just, there's a lot of division. And so hopefully through this topic and talking about this today can kind of help you in your mind to see where you can maybe bridge some of these gaps and Mm -hmm. have some more love in your friendships or in your relationships or in people that you come in contact and just embrace people's differences and, um, and make those relationships a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. So what can we do to try to help deal with the differences and possibly bridge that gap?
1: Uh, so number one on our list is to talk things over. And this can be a scary space to be in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I hate bringing up anything that could like be potentially confrontational. I'm, I'm right. an avoidant personality. <laughs> oh, I just want to run, <laughs> run from it. Um, but this is good. Cause I think so many times we misunderstand where people are coming mm-hmm. from. And, and so talking things out and, and doing so in a respectful way can be really therapeutic and really helpful. And I think it helps you understand not only the beliefs that they have, but the values or the important, you know, the the heart behind those beliefs. Mm-hmm. And we can find a lot of common ground in that heart space.
0: Right. And it would clear up any misunderstandings or get you out of the space of assuming, mm-hmm. right? And just making it probably... Worse than really what it is.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of times we can look at, you know, if you, if you look at a particular political group, oftentimes the fringe of those political groups are the loudest. Mm-hmm. So if you don't understand where your friend stands within that spectrum of belief, it's easy to assume that they're really far on one side. When in reality, they you might have really more in common than you think because we know that, for the most part, all, all beliefs are a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so I think talking it out and really understanding, okay, what, what do you actually believe here and why yeah. do you believe it?
0: Um, next on our list is try to see where they're coming from. I think that, and you'll hear me say it a lot, is just step out of yourself. I think that that really pulls us into a not good position to be in. If we are trying to see where they're coming from and have that understanding, it's going to make any difference so much better. It's going to bring a lot more. It's going to push away that contention and that confrontation where it's going to bring that love and understanding and just truly coming at it from where they're coming from.
1: Yeah, I mean what we were talking about earlier, the life experiences of someone else frame everything about them. Mm-hmm. And so if you're looking at someone's choices or beliefs based on your life experience, right? That's that's not fair. You can't do that. You if you're going to try to understand somebody, you need to understand where they're coming from. And you still might not agree with them and that's okay, but in order to be respectful and really respect the friendship, you need to look at it from from where they're standing. And that will probably bring about a much greater level of of love and understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, Number three is to find your common ground.
0: Yeah. Even if you are on opposite ends of a subject or a belief or what it is that you are finding that gap in, try to find something that you do agree on within it, you know? And I think that just comes through healthy communication and discussion on it, because I think that we can find a little bit of something that we can find, you know, common ground on.
1: Yeah. And I think a a great example of this, um, is, you know, religious belief. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, Many of our listeners know that we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we believe a little bit differently than other Christian faiths, but we are Christians. And at the end of the day, our mm-hmm. greatest common ground, the most important part of any Christian faith is our faith in Jesus Christ. Right. And our belief in in the atonement and the resurrection and his life and his ministry and all that that does to bless our lives.
0: Right. And I mean, that reminds me of um, talking about differences and gaps and everything is our good friend um, that is not of our faith, but she has such a faith in Jesus Christ and that is our common ground. And she is one of my very good friends and I will always treasure her friendship. We are living different lives and have different beliefs and different things. But that one thing is what we have found common and has brought so much richness to our friendship. And, you know, I just, we have found that one thing and put all the other stuff aside and it's, it's a beautiful friendship and it will be one of those lifelong friendships because of that.
1: I agree. I think I know who you're talking about. I have a couple, of people, <laughs> I have a couple of people in my mind and I'm just, Yes. She was my next door neighbor for
0: years and our kids are close and, you know, it just, she is probably, she's so Christ-like. I mean, it just, she is, doesn't have every belief that I have, but that one thing is just what brings us together. Okay.
1: So our next one is don't force things. And I think this is where a lot of people get in trouble is they think that they should, or can force their beliefs on other people. Um, and I, I actually have a story about this. If, if I can share, um, I had a friend, her name is Brianne. She had some, some different beliefs than I did on, on some topics. And, but we were still really great friends. She's been, she's a lifelong friend. She, and we just respected each other and, and we would talk about some things sometimes and, but there was just always a lot of respect and love because we understood that our relationship was more than just our beliefs. It was, mm-hmm. it was a lot more than that. And we had very similar values and all of that. Um, but I never really forced it. I mean, I, w- I we would talk about some things and I would, you know, I, I would, I would share the way I thought about things mm-hmm. and the last couple of years, she's kind of started to see things a little bit differently and I think it's because she's going through a big like life change like she's sure she's growing up and she's having kids and she's you know in a in a different headspace um and she talked to me one time and she was like thanks for just like being patient with me and just mm-hmm. not forcing anything but just letting that kind of come about and it's been really cool to watch this happen for her and I'm so glad that I didn't try to force anything or speak down about the way she thought about things and hurt a friendship because we just thought about things differently right and you know now she's even again all all beliefs are kind of a spectrum now she's even a little further on the spectrum of, Mm -hmm. of belief that I'm talking about than I am and and again we're kind of doing things differently and um but that's, that's still okay and it's cool and sure. I'm learning from her and I'm experiencing all of this. But it, it was just a very cool um, experience of respecting another person's belief and just giving them mm-hmm. space to decide for themselves without being really intrusive.
0: Right. And what we were talking about a little bit earlier was, um, you know, we were like trying to find within you and I of <sighs> different beliefs, right? And. Yeah. I remember a time when you were still in college at BYU, and I don't remember what it was on, but I had brought something up and you had a totally different stance on it. I mean, it was just like, I was a little surprised.
1: I but want I don't to know, know what this is so bad. And I'm so sad <laughs> you can't I can't remember.
0: <laughs> but and I, what would be interesting is if that has changed but I do, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't something that I held onto, obviously, because I don't remember, but we talked about that change in your maturity, right? You were a college student and now you're a mom and it's years later. And I think our those mindsets and those beliefs and they can evolve or they can change. And so I think just having that in your mind of not putting a lot of like obviously I didn't put a lot of stock in it that you yeah. had such this difference. Right. It wasn't that big of a deal. It was like, okay, <laughs> I'm sure it was just like, totally just brushed it off. Maybe you think you know, she's young.
1: <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. Like people are young and, you know, personally I've, I've kind of had a hard year, um, that I'm, I'm coming out of and I'm, I'm on the other side of it and things are getting a lot better. And I think if, if I was judged by the last 12 months of my life,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. man, like I, I was kind of going through some changes and figuring some things out for myself. And if the things that I believed in the last 12 months was the only way that people determined whether or not they were going to love me, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think I'd have a friend left in the world. Like I, you know, I don't know that a lot of the friendships that I hold, dearest would be still be around and so mm-hmm. i think that's an important thing is we are allowed to change
2: mm-hmm.
1: we're allowed to grow um okay our next one are they right though
0: <laughs> or, <laughs> or at least um... partially so <laughs>
1: right <laughs>
0: is our truth to what it is that their beliefs yeah
1: um I don't know if we want to keep this in but I was listening to a podcast talking about um some some different things but one of the things was faith crisis and he talked about if you're if you're going to doubt your faith you have to put as much what did he call it
0: no yeah you have to put as much work into um
1: it wasn't work it was um Mike would know. We talk about this all the time. Um, no, I know exactly what you're what you're if, thinking. If of. if you're if you're going to have confidence in your doubts, you have to put as, at least as much confidence in your faith. Mhm. And and this this was talking about, you know, religious faith crisis and things like that. But I think you know, you have to at least take a minute and say, "All right, I, I have someone that's close to me that believes this." mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Are they right? And maybe they're not. But maybe they're partially right. right. Um, and I think this is a good time to to bring in this concept that we talked about earlier. So I think this is an interesting concept of um, are values different than beliefs? And as we prepped for this episode, I thought about this a little bit of... Yes. First of all, yes. I, th- I think they're different. I think Jackie and I both agree that, that values and beliefs are different. Values at least for this conversation are, you know, integrity, honesty, you know, faith, those really concrete things. Beliefs are kind of, kind of like we talked about with the religious example, you know, believing in an additional Testament of Jesus Christ. But at the end of the day, our value is faith in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we talk about are, are they right or are they partially right if we can come back and look at, okay, what's their, what do they value? Maybe their, their beliefs or their methods of getting there are different. You know, at the end of the day, every parent wants to love their kids. Mm -hmm. That's the value, right? Love your kids. But some parents might believe that in order to love their kids the way that they should, they need to be more of a, A gentle, soft parent. Mm -hmm. Others believe that it's more, you know, boundaries and consequences and responsibility and and, and those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, we're all parents trying to love our kids the best way that we can. Right. And so, yeah, our our beliefs are different. But this question of are they right? They might be right for them. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe there's something that, you know, they're partially right on. I, I could be a more gentle parent. Mm-hmm. Do I want to adopt all of the things that come with this gentle parenting narrative for, for me and my kids and my lifestyle and, and my, my husband and, and what we've decided to do? No, that's not what we want to do. But there's some tools that I can use from that belief system that would help me be a better parent. So in, right. in some ways, yes, they're right. They're, they're partially right for me. But other things are also partially right for me.
0: Right. I like that. Well, and too, with that, not only in parenting, but I mean, we can learn a lot from our friends and from the relationships that we're in for our own good. You know, we can look as on other couples in the marriage beliefs, right? And maybe there's something that we can learn and take and benefit our own marriages. Or even I think just, it's just educating educating yourself. And if it resonates with you and it works with you and you adopt a belief or you adopt, you know, learn something from somebody, then that's a great day.
1: Yes. You know, as, as you were talking, I thought about the things that I've learned from you and from watching you and Dave's marriage and the counsel that you've given us when, when I've come to you and and been struggling with a topic like this, I, I was raised differently and mm-hmm. so going into it, I had some different thoughts and it's not that my thoughts are all 100% wrong, but in coming to you with some certain questions or struggles in my life, you've been able to say, well, have you, have you thought about this or have you done this? Um, and I think what a blessing that is in my life that I have another person that's willing to give me another view Mm-hmm. And another angle because of your experiences. And so much of the advice that you've given me has been so worthwhile. And gosh, like, what if I stuck my head in the sand and thought, gosh, right. you know, my parents never went to therapy, so why would I go to therapy? Mm-hmm. No. Every day we choose what we're going to believe and what we're going to take from our past and what we're going to bring into right. our future. And so the people around us that have different beliefs, those are also things that we can take into our future.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We get to choose what's right for us based on our values and what we want to do and we get to choose for ourselves what's right for us.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Our next one is being willing to say that you're wrong. Mhm. is is really valuable. Um, I think, you know, we so often want to be prideful of, of our beliefs and we want to, you know, die on this hill of righteous indignation for the other side, Mm -hmm. but there's going to be times in your life when you realize that you were wrong. Yeah. And what a better path to choose to accept that you were wrong learn and grow, then just make that your hill that you die on.
0: Yeah. And even admitting that you don't know. Yes, I mean, I think that that's, nobody wants to be wrong. Nobody wants to admit that, you know, you don't know what you're talking about or that, you know, you just don't know. Um, I know that I've been there where it's, you get in the situation and it can be embarrassing and just like, yeah, not quite sure about that. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay to just not know, or it's okay to say, you know what? I was wrong about that. yeah I think the relationship is worth more than like you said, dying on that hill.
1: Well, and isn't it better to admit that you're not sure yet, or you're mm-hmm. still, you're still considering some things about something than you know, come out of the gate hot and heavy about something that you realized it's maybe not the right choice I feel like I feel like that's the curse of the first time parent right sure <laughs> even even the second time parent. I think, I think parenting in general right like I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna say till I'm blue in the face that sleep training is the way to go because it was really important for me and my kids and you know this method was the best if I had another baby and it didn't work like man that would be hard to like oh okay I was wrong but, yeah. you know, and I think that's where like wh- how you phrase your beliefs to those around you can be really important. Like, you know, there's so many different ways to sleep train for us and for our family. The cry it out method and the, you know, the graduated cry it out was was the best option for us. But mm-hmm. I definitely know that that doesn't work for all families. Sure. What yeah. a respectful way to say that. Right. That's Great. But if I, you know, looked at a mom that wasn't choosing to do that and said, gosh, you're the dumbest. Right. Yeah. I've, I've just screwed over a friendship for sure. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and think about how you've made that person feel. I mean, (sighs) here's this mom who's doing her, trying to do her best for her child and having a friend who let's hope that she's coming to and trusting, right. And wanting her honest opinion (laughs) now there's one thing probably
1: wanting help
0: probably wanting just help you know trying to find somebody that can help her and yeah I think just (laughs) let's be gentle and kind coming from somebody who just (laughs) I just want people to be nice and kind (laughs) it's that a
1: Tim McGraw song Always stay <laughs> humble and kind. Oh, that's right. I Always guess. stay humble and kind cuz you might think yeah. you're on top of the world right now, but you will be humbled. Mhm. So if you just if you start humble, you're going to have a much more successful journey in in life. But I yeah. I totally agree. Those and it, I mean, please, if you want a good example of this, go join any mom group on Facebook. If you want to see people that are just dying on their hill of you know perceived righteous indignation about some parenting Mm. philosophy and it's true like you'll you get hit with so much hate and then Mm, so sad and and I mean there's probably equal amount of just like hey you're doing great we love you keep keep trying there are really good people that are here to, to love and help but man yeah it can feel so daunting when you're struggling to know what path is right And when we share love to others that are looking for that path, man, that's so helpful.
0: Well, people get very passionate about their beliefs, right? They get very, very passionate. And I, that's great. I think that there should be passion behind things that you believe in. But with that passion needs to come some... (laughs) tone it down i guess when you're you know i mean how would you say that <laughs>
1: right yes tone it down tone tone it down and i think uh, i think when you're passionate about something people like when people are passionate about things sure but again that's knowing the boundaries of of the space that you're in if you're coming in hot and heavy to a a PTA meeting about something like is your, is your belief turning people on or is your personality and the way you're sharing your belief turning people off? Mm-hmm. That, take, take a step back and look at that. Am I sharing my belief in the best way possible? Right. Because if every person that I met, I talked about how wrong they were and how right I was, I'm not gonna. One, I'm not gonna make friends, but I'm definitely not gonna influence other people in a positive way, and I'm definitely not going to be influenced my own self in a positive way.
0: Right. And then our last on our list is knowing your boundaries, and I think that this plays just right perfectly into what we just were talking about. Is know your boundaries of sharing; they may not want to adopt or hear your beliefs and you should read the room <laughs> right? read the room i um, you know
1: i think knowing the boundaries of the person i think that's what you're talking about knowing the boundaries of the person that you're talking to mm-hmm. and you know if, if you're gonna bring up your strong political beliefs and you know that they're just gonna shut down don't don't ruin the evening by doing that. Like it doesn't always have to be about that. Right. And so go into an experience with your friends knowing what is an appropriate topic to bring up and and what isn't because we know that arguments and con- confrontation like this isn't going to bring about a lot of change.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it's better to, to, you know, stand up for your beliefs for sure, but create a respectful environment. And that's where really cool change happens and and all of that. But also I think so that there's knowing the boundaries of the people that you're with and having respect for the situation, but also knowing your own boundaries. And mm-hmm. I think something that, you know, we've talked about and we oftentimes teach our kids and we really focus on this with our kids, but I think it's true for us as adults too, is, you know, the whole concept of choosing your friends wisely and choose just spend your time with people that share your values. And, and I think knowing, you know, if there's a topic that I'm, I am not going to go to an, you know, anti-Christ rally. Right. That's not something that I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Because I value my faith in Jesus Christ. And I'm not going to invite that into my life. That's a boundary right. that I'm setting up. And that's okay that doesn't mean that I, if I met that person on the street, that I would be disrespectful or rude. Mm-hmm. They have the right to believe what they want to believe. And I have the right to believe what I want to believe. But a boundary that I'm setting up is not going into that environment that's unhealthy mm-hmm. for me. right? And so I think that's, you know, sometimes you might be able to listen to this episode and say, gosh, like, do I just need to spend time with people that don't believe the same things as me? But you also need to make sure that you're not setting yourself up to hurt the things that you value most or your belief systems.
0: And I think that we talked about that with our kids, you know, we're teaching our kids to hang around friends that are like-minded and that have good values and, you know, that have similar beliefs, but you're not going to find a person that is going to be 100% your carbon copy in your child and you, you're going to have friends in the world that are different and it's loving those differences. And, um, I think that there are so many things that we can trace between our faith systems and so many more commonalities and similarities between those that love and goodness are the two great places to start. That is where it needs to start with, with, whether it's religion, parenting, marriage, political, anything, that love and goodness is where that we can find that commonality. And your kids can be friends with whoever down the street, whatever beliefs, whatever they have, as long as they have that good foundation and that love and goodness. And I think that's the thing that we, we teach them and we have with, between us and our friends and our acquaintances and within our own life.
1: Yeah. And I think this, uh, this should be a whole episode, but this, this touches on that concept of, you know, are, are you afraid that your kids are going to be influenced by who they're spending time with? Because where where's your focus? Fear mm-hmm. of who they're spending time with or focus on making sure that you're being their greatest teacher.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think when when you're focusing on the right things in home and teaching your kids the values that they should have and and really trying to work with that, they're less likely to be negatively influenced by the friends right. that they have and and those kinds of situations. And I think that's important to remember is that our job in the home is to strengthen our children in in many different aspects, but also strengthen ourselves. Mm -hmm. When I'm not trying to grow and become a better version of myself, I am more easily influenced for the negative. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be the same way with our kids and with our marriage. If we're not working on our marriage, prioritizing it, taking time for it, it's easier to be influenced by stress of life and stress of jobs. Mm-hmm. And so when you, if you're worried that your beliefs are going to be hurt by those you're spending time with, take a step back and look at how am i fostering those beliefs? Am i mm-hmm. reading, you know, good self-help books or am i, you know, making a priority for date night or you know, spending quality time with my kids? That's that's probably a good place to start if that's mm-hmm. a fear that you have.
0: I like that more or less of how we are helping bridge those gaps in our friendships with our different beliefs and helping to be able to find that commonality and to have love and respect. And at the bottom line is that love and goodness. And those are the two great places to start. Yes.
1: This topic was so great. I loved this. It was good. It was good. Thanks for being with us. Um, this week. It was, it was so great to, to chat with you guys about this. We have some exciting things on our Instagram account. So please go check those out. Um, leave us a rating and review as always, because it helps us so much. It helps other people find the podcast and it's, it's helping us do more cool things. So have a great week. Oh, guess what? <gasps> this is our last episode before Mother's Day. Oh, yay. Happy Mother's happy mother- Day. Day. Happy Mother's happy, Day. Oh, this is, yes, happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers, grandmothers. Um, and of, women. of right? course, yes, as we talked about, you mm-hmm. are a mother the moment you start planning, dreaming, and fighting for your child. So if you are in a tough space, struggling with infertility um, or anything like that, just know that Mother's Day is... you as well. And we love you so much. See you next week. Thank you all for being here. We
0: love what we're doing and we'll see you next week on The Friend Gap.